0: We're back for our third episode diving deep into that oh so dreaded oh so loaded word accountability and we are following up last week's focus on student accountability with perhaps what is the most visible and pragmatic manifestation of students holding students accountable in our school community on our council Honor Council, because of the nature of its work, is often a bit shrouded in mystery and confidentiality. So we're excited to get to discuss some of the inner workings of this machine with the folks that know it best. While Honor Council currently serves just upper school, I have a feeling lessons learned today will apply across all age groups and divisions. Today I have with me Marty Kelly, a beloved alum and ninth grade English teacher who, among a bajillion other things, advises Honor Council. She's joining us today with one of her senior Honor Council members who skipped going off campus for lunch today just for this conversation. You are the most honorable person probably that I know now, Anthony Jones. Thank you for joining us, both of you. Appreciate it. Um, So this question can go out to to both of you. Um, Just first big picture, like what does the word even honor mean to you? And does it have anything? I'm stretching and saying I think it has to do with our theme of accountability. But would you link that word with honor or not? So talk to me a little bit about words.
1: I would say that accountability does play a role in the word honor. In my opinion, I feel like honor is basically how you uphold yourself and the values that you want to practice on a day-to-day basis. And I feel like with honor, you're basically showing representation of who you are, not just in the outside, but also internally. So I feel like Mm. honor is a good way to truly distinguish who you are as a person.
2: Yeah, accountability in its connotation to me implies another party, Mm. like you're accountable to someone else. But honor to me gets at the heart of like, you're really just accountable to yourself and, and what standard you hold yourself to. I mean, and we talk about even when nobody's watching, right? And mm-hmm. that's the hardest part, I think, of of being honorable.
0: Well, what does this have to do with then calling this particular council honor council, right? Because it, it isn't just an individual sort of situation where you're being honorable, it is in a way a a bit of a mechanism for maybe when things don't go right um, and and they're being sort of, so I'm curious about sort of the genesis of even calling Honor Council Honor Council um, and also just like what is the history behind it and and what do we know about when when it started and and what it's for and and
2: all of that and how it's changed maybe. Yeah, those maybe questions too many. I can speak to, well, no, from an institution, the, the best that my research can find is that Honor Council and the Honor Code was instated sometime in the 1980s. Um, it's it's hard to pinpoint exactly who did it under what headmaster or what principal. Um, that is the best decade, by the way, <laughs> 1980s. <laughs> yeah. Maybe 1982. I mean, I 80, mm-hmm. Some of us may have been born whatever. around. Mm-hmm. The... And, I, and I did, so I don't know exactly how the uh, the genesis of like Honor Council happened, except okay. that I think um, I mean, it works in two ways for me, because the the people, the students on Honor Council are the embodiment to me or supposed to be the embodiment of that, as well as one of the kind of like accountability checks yeah. for our students maintaining honor. Um and our honor code, which is, you know, a senator student or a member of this community shall not lie, cheat, or steal. I guess the word honor is just the best all-encompassing word. Maybe integrity comes close to me, I guess. Integrity uh-huh. council sounds a little bit more <laughs> intense. Um, That's a little hands-made. It, right, yeah. <laughs> I feel, yeah. Um, how many questions of yours did that answer?
0: Like most, Any? Mes- most okay. all of them. I think the last one is just like, how have you seen it change? Either of you, Anthony, how many, have you been on this for all four years? Yes, I, have. I mean, have you seen a change even in the last four years in terms of the cases or the ways in which it functions?
1: I feel like kind of, because I started off in middle school and yeah. we always like, always saying the honor council pledge after lunch. But I feel like it has evolved because since like with code being introduced, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of things where like we're cheating and all that. Yeah. But I feel like we've, as like an institution has have had to change, and it's because we're in changing times. And I feel like if we maintain the roots we were before, we wouldn't really be holding ourselves and the student body and the community um, justice.
0: Ooh, okay. Put a pin in all of that because I mm-hmm. want us to end with looking forward to maybe some shifts. And Miss Kelly sent um, a lot of us at this school this really interesting article. Um, I'm just curious if maybe you've shared it with students too at some point. If you're in the mood for a super, it's long, but it's so thoughtful about ways that lots of honor councils are thinking about shifting, whether they're in higher ed or schools like ours. So let's end there, but some of our listeners may have no clue what the mechanism the nuts and bolts of like on like who what who's on it what do we do like practically give us some we know you can't share like actual cases but like give us some i don't know if you call them cases i'm turning this into like a crime drama situation is Is it do we call them cases yeah okay tell us about
2: cases and they and it is hard because i do have to explain um, to students and parents and everyone that it is not a court of law, um, but it is I mean, we call it a hearing mm-hmm. and there is a case and we talk about the plaintiff and defendant. OK, um, yeah. it, Essentially, what happens um, is that a student um, who has a possible honor code violation um, comes into, um, it's the upper school conference room typically, and the honor council, which is made up of 10 upper school students um, from all four grades Mm -hmm. um, are in there kind of as a uh, like judge and jury Mm -hmm. of their peers. And the honor council prefect starts the questioning um, and the student has an opportunity to kind of tell what happened. And then the council deliberates okay. and then um, they decide, well, they decide one thing and make a recommendation for the other. They decide whether there was, in fact, a violation. And then if, there, um, if they find that there was a violation, then they make a recommendation of a consequence to um, the principal, to the head right. of upper school. So that's, that's the, like... Yeah, that's pretty pretty accurate. accurate.
0: When do these things happen? Is it after school? Is it during lunch? Is it during a club period?
1: Uh, This occurs mainly during lunch period.
0: During lunch period. Okay. And like, what's the vibe in the room? I'm trying to like, is it, is it, it, does it feel like you could cut the tension with a knife? Does it feel more like we're just all in a circle talking? Like it is pretty formalized. It feels.
1: Yes ma'am. I feel like beforehand is pretty casual. But when you got to take to the seriousness of the situation, yeah. what happened and then starts getting really like a high tension situation, but we try our best not to make it that because we're also not because we don't we don't want to be in a situation too, having to have one of our peers and fellow classmates be in the room with us. Right. Cause we know how like, even talking to teachers can be such a kind of anxiety inducing event and not alone with your own peers. So we try and make it as less stressful as possible for uh, the person that comes in.
0: Nice, nice. And then one other follow-up, De- there's a deliberation, do we call it deliberation? Yes. Or it- and that, I assume, the, the, the person leaves, and, leaves. Mm-hmm. and but it all happens within the scope of maybe like an hour or like a Yes, quick
2: quick. Um, and sometimes we wish that there was a different way and time to do this, yeah. a different place to do it yeah. um, even, but for the students it, to maintain as much confidentiality as we can, yeah, that's the best way to do it. No, it makes um, sense. So it's not a perfect system. No. And it's not a a, a perfect um, world, so. No,
0: that's, that's helpful. Well, thanks both of you for that. Well, Anthony, you mentioned something, like for some students, it's even difficult to have to sort of share details like this with an adult or a teacher. And one of the questions I had today is is what is the difference between adults holding students accountable, which we seem to be pretty used to in school systems, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the 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 teacher is the sole determiner of who deserves which consequence, and they're gonna write your name on the board. You know, starting mm-hmm. in like very young grades, everyone else sits and watches uncomfortably as the teacher assesses what to do in the moment. I mean, it's just it's it, it is also very imperfect the system of what we do in classrooms. Um, but but how do you think? it shifts things when it's when it's students in the room and not a teacher or a dean or a division head and, and from your experience, which do you think works better? I don't know if better is a good adjective, but uh, I'd be curious.
1: I do feel like there are pros and cons for both situations, yeah. one having your a classmate or someone your age or someone older. Because in cases when they're older, they find kind of feel like there's a disconnect between mm. like what's going on during the students like uh, academic years versus what the adults been through, but it's also a sense of kind of also peer pressure in yeah. a sense because like, oh, this person knows what I'm going, similar to what I'm going through, yeah. but it also feels worse because you don't want to share those things because we've even though we're always out and talking about, but it's also a sense of isolation for each individual and kind of that privacy you want to maintain, but I feel like it is good to have that because we've know the experience and it's like. Even I, I can say in some sense where I've had been the always the most like best in each situation.
0: What? Are you yeah. sure? I'm having a hard time.
1: <laughs> but because it, it, it happens, not everyone's going to have Absolutely. their best days every single day. We, we go through things, we all, we all go through life. So I just I just feel like it's a good way, but it's, there's never a true best thing, best way.
0: Okay, so then like what is the role of empathy? I mean, this is literally the the question that we've been wrestling with as faculty this whole school year. We've, We've tried to have this theme of high expectations, strong supports, and like the high expectations are like the accountability piece, and then the supports are like the empathy, thinking through how to support folks through it. I mean, like how does empathy play a role in in your decisions when you're trying to be kind of this objective-y cord situation and giving consequences? And I mean, uh, is there room for empathy and grace in that space or is that not the right room? Like there is that, but maybe not in that room. I I don't.
1: I feel like in that situation, it can be hard sometimes because we know what a person might be going through. And, but it's hard because with our basis, we go off the preponderance of evidence, so. Uh Even though if like some details are shrouded, we kind of have to lean towards the positive of it happening. Okay. But we always try our best in every situations try to get most of the details and get most of the facts where we make the most able minded decision to yeah. where we're not just doing just have oh you did one thing so you're automatically guilty. So we just try our best to take into account factors that we've all experienced and all think about to a point where we can still maintain a uh, fair and just. Um,
2: Great. And they are so I know that no one can see in that room. Yeah. And and I know that it's sometimes frustrating for teachers. The council is so thoughtful. Oh I bet. But it is very hard um, to sit in essentially judgment of your peers, right? Yeah. I mean I I did it when I was in high school yeah. and my best friend was crying in front of me in that room. Oh, it my is goodness. uncomfortable. Um, and so you're you're walking the line between being grace-filled but also affirming the values of the community um which is not always easy and is, is part of the role that i should play as an advisor or su- a support system but it, i sometimes struggle in how much is too much to kind of lead them in a direction or let it truly be student led and student run and, right. and i don't always get that right either um so
0: Well, I think you're the right person. Okay. I did not realize that you were on it as a student. So who is better in this world to talk about how things have shifted? Can we, go, can we rewind back to that question about from your time being a member as a student to now, how the nature of the cases changed, the ways in which you all function as a team? I know the advisor is amazing, the support sponsor, but...
2: So a lot has changed. Um, the general tenants, the way the proceeding happens is very much the same, but we, there's a lot more front loading that goes on now. Whereas when we did cases or hearings in, in high school, when I was in high school, we would just pull kids out of class. Oh, you know okay. I mean, someone would come in like, oh, that's scary. Anthony would have to go get whatever witness and just be like, we need you. And, and it was wow. so there wasn't as much confidentiality, um, which we try very hard now to absolutely awesome. um, yeah. have. Consequences were also, in my opinion, much—I don't know if "greater" is the right word—but it was, you know, if you were convicted of an honor code violation, you were getting a day of suspension or mm. two days. I mean, That was that, was that was a, a given. Um, our system now of consequences is twofold. It's the first one is either is an honor warning, and then the more serious one is what we call honor probation. Mm-hmm. So we try not to do any type of separation from school, um, and that that's a major change mm-hmm. for me. Um, and the the other thing, of course, that I deal with that my my counsel doesn't have to deal with is is pushback from the parent community. About um, the consequences, so that's and, and I, maybe that was happening when I was in high school and when I but I don't I, maybe I was protected from it then
0: too. Maybe, we don't know. But I don't know. But it seems as though with trends, okay. So so I don't know how if you're able to share themes of types of things that would might get me Julie Rust as a tenth grade student. Um, into this council for a case? Like things that I, what kind of infractions are you talking to people that are talking mm-hmm. out loud in class? People that are doing physical altercates, like what kind, What makes a thing an honor council thing?
1: I would say it kind of goes to our core values out in your lie and our cheating ah, and steal. Okay. So that's kind of the base of it. But if it's any like, for kind of less minor infractions, but yeah. uh, thankfully Ms. Kelly handles that a lot and Got so it. we don't be in there a lot of times. But Many big cases would be cheating, okay. plagiarism. Yeah. Um, you No, know, like basic things that, you know, are able to be done. Yeah. But I feel like this kind of has been heightened a bit due to kind of the age of technology. And cause especially during COVID we had, it was pretty hard for me because no one was used to fully uh, virtual based learning. Yeah. And that was the thing that we had to as a community. I think that was my ninth and 10th grade year where we had to come together to figure out ways where we can kind of reduce that. Right. And because we see it like online, like this is so cunning and they're so smart. There's so many ways mm-hmm. to kind of go about the system. For sure. But I just, feel like just trying to keep that integrity and trying to always do the best thing. But it can it can be difficult at times trying to kind of reduce the infractions that do come in.
0: It can because you feel as though if everyone's doing it, suddenly, it feels unfair that I'm getting called out. And I was listening to this podcast recently, and it was this beautiful little section about how when folks make mistakes, we need to work on calling them in instead of calling them out. Do you think Honor Council calls people out or calls people in or maybe neither um, in in those moments?
2: By the time it gets to honor, I will say, and this may be another flaw of the system, but if I, if I took every small thing that came to me to honor counsel, they would they would be in, in hearings. Constantly. Every single lunch, yeah. yeah. So we are living now in kind of a system that by the time it gets to them, it's going to already have been something that is, you're either a senior, okay. right? And, and you've, you should know better at that point in, in our opinion, or it's something so egregious, like if you were a sophomore yeah. and you would just Plagiarized the entire essay or something and I was like this sorry this has to go or it's your second or third violation yeah. though those are times where then I've kind of done the background work and so most of the time they're they're not going to get just the like brand new ninth grader in September who told someone that the test had true or false on it
0: yeah which yeah. back
2: back in the day that right? that's would how be... all, like that would have been like yeah. you you would have been in and it would have been a thing for us now that's a moment where i have a conversation okay. probably do more of what is called calling in yeah have a moment of grace hopefully you know talk about learning experiences um and but i just log it into like a little document, document. Uh-huh. of unofficial conversations okay um so i mean I hope the nature of the honor council, because it's students, is more about calling in. But I, I don't. Yeah. It doesn't I, feel great still. I don't imagine it feels like that to students who come in. Right? It's still a scary process. Yeah. Even as great as y'all have become about body language and looking at uh-huh. people and affirming them in the room, it's still a, for a lot of people the process of going before honor council is is the consequence itself.
0: And I think that that can be a calling in as well. Like, I don't think calling in has to feel warm and fuzzy. Like, I think it can That's be true. a, you are part of our community so much that we want, we want to hear you, like you do yeah. listen and, and we want to hear your side and we also want to treat you as a member of the community that has we have high expectations for. So it's an open question, I think. Um, we are really almost pretty much out of time. Anthony, let's start with you just for final thoughts on anything you want to share about, you know, you're getting ready, I'm so sad to hear, to leave this place in just a matter of months. And and, and if there were things you could pass on to future iterations of Honor Council in terms of the shifts we talked about um, and, and words of wisdom, things you've learned, um, We'd so appreciate that.
1: I feel like the most important, the most important thing is always keeping an open mind, because you don't know what a person's going through. Because each and every day, even though like we all have smiles and happy to be around each other, we don't truly know what's happening yeah. to that person and the an inside. And it's going about that probably with an open mind, because many people assume when you come to our council, it's like a death sentence no. to where like you're automatically be guilty. Yeah. So we're like, we're, we're, we're really willing to be open. I feel like open minds is a really big thing about this because Beautiful. we just, just wanna make sure we get the facts right. Because we don't want anyone to be misaccused or mis, um, get the wrong punishment.
2: That's great. That's y'all, great. All, I feel like y'all do a good job of giving the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes to the point where I'm like, no, no. Okay. <laughs> preponderance. Like, this is which is a difficult preponderance of evidence is the hardest thing Uh, to understand because there is no beyond a reasonable doubt in this arena.
0: Ms. Kelly, final words um, that you want to share kind of with the audience about honor council, the future, are you going to be doing this forever and continue making it better and better? What do you think?
2: I don't know. It is the least favorite part of my job because it is the hardest yeah um and not not hard because it's you know it's not like grading papers it just deals with people and true you know true stuff and it comes as anthony said sometimes with finding out reasons why someone did something that uncovers something else about what that student is going through and that can be a lot um so um just For anyone listening, trust that the Honor Council is doing the best that they can. They are trying to make the best decisions in that room with the information given to them.
0: Well, I definitely feel reassured about that myself, and I'm so grateful for it. is a It is a weight. It is a load to be in those spaces, and so very grateful to you, Ms. Kelly, for doing that so many years. I'm curious how many years if we add them all up, as both a member and a sponsor. And then, and then you two, Anthony, for your time um, on that and and making this place a more honorable, honorable space all around. So thank you both so much. Thanks. Thanks. Go team. that this inside look into the Honor Council gives you a sense of some of the deliberate ways our school has built a machine to help students hold students accountable. But students aren't the only piece of this accountability puzzle. Tune in next week for a conversation about parent accountability.